0: And I'm really just wanting to say welcome.
1: Oh shit, I should have gotten there for a Fundamental aspects of our science. The mind's Yeah. heart. after. Uh-huh. of the problems. Let me track record. More than anybody would even conceive of having desire for all beings. Because it's not in the nature of desire. Desire by its very nature attachment by nature is limited. It doesn't have that great power of inclusion. It's always bounded. the form of love when it hurts, and feeling I can sometimes come with as metal as one can strike very often unexperienced meditators and experienced yogis. And the word in power is called Dharma Raga, which means nest field. You can get this very strong. that we call love of the or attachment to the To meditative states, to meditative experiences, to blissful experiences. And it comes masquerading as something good or something helpful. But actually it's just another more subtle kind of attachment. You're on the path of genuine love the path Genuine freedom is that feeling which is not attached to
0: anything.
1: His love with attachment, love with and you know, the whether it's in a sense or a Another meaning of the word love is what we're to be you Yeah, the yeah, yeah. best It i to be stupid. And so it's unconditioned in that sense. Suffering, feeling that for ourselves, feeling it for beings. We might consider just to go. I'm Pure gold, because there's nothing harmful mixed in with it. And the understanding that comes from the Buddha's teaching is that these skillful, heightened, or loving states of heart and mind actually can be cultivated. It's not that we just i mean given a certain amount of living through my birth, that's you know we have. The Buddha taught us how it can be strengthened. The pay word for meditation is both enough. A little a little man of that word has Causing something to be developed. In the very essence of what meditation means. Bringing forth something or causing something to be developed, in this case the feeling of loving kindness. You'll see, I think, over the course of the week, and it will take time Settle into a back position toward it. Again to do its work. The force of desire, the force of attachment, is very strong. But slowly, with practice, we learn how to recognize, we learn how to separate, separate out, learn how to sit on that moment. can distinguish no for ourselves not as some theory, and not because somebody else says it. It's what we really see for ourselves. And the range of these feelings. Japanese high cocoa by Issa, which expresses this in a very beautiful way in a very simple way, when he said, In the cherry blossom's shade, there is no such thing as a stranger. That's the game that I want to. Come Now we move on to sending in letter to good friends, or family, and then to neutral people, people we have about one which we start sending to people who have mm We can also and further develop this feeling of matter of loving kindness Motivating it not only as a practice in itself, but as the very motivation for the practice. This is talked about in the Buddhist teachings on Bodhicitta very few we where the heart mind the mind in the heart of the water in the I'm going to tell What this retreat is well. about, it wants you to recognize and cultivate and nurture the good And my meditation practice did not. How to huh? This is
2: This is both literally recommended and it's also symbolic for the spirit Bruce. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that every time this child didn't get what he wanted or something happened, it broke or changed in some way, the hallways would echo with his screams and what he would say scream out was nobody in this house loves me anymore. I used to look at him and think this sounds kind of familiar. You know that we don't get what we want. Things don't go quite right. People disappoint us, situations change, and it's though all the love in the universe has been withdrawn from us. And we're bereft. What we're doing is exploring a kind of happiness that is not so fragile, it's not so dependent. It's an openness, brightness, strength of mind that comes from this force of loving kindness. The whole structure of the retreat is the support for that exploration which is very personal and very immediate Traditionally we begin a retreat by undertaking the what are called the three refuges and then the five precepts the three refuges are a way of revisioning perhaps our sense of community, our sense of possibility for the time that we are here. Traditionally, these are first taking refuge in the Buddha then in the Dharma, then in the Sangha. Taking refuge in the Buddha doesn't mean that one becomes a Buddhist or adopts a doctrine or set of beliefs or dogma, but rather that we align ourselves with a certain vision of what is possible. The Buddha as an historical figure represented that. When I think of the Buddha and his most powerful inspiration for me I think of him, in a way, as a completely integrated being. how most of us can experience our lives as being very fragmented, so that we feel full of loving-kindness and And joy and wonder at life when we're all alone. But as soon as we're with
0: people,
2: then we're fearful. And things are difficult. Or we feel
0: fine
2: with other people. And we are expressive of grace love and compassion and wisdom, but we can't bear to be alone, or things are working just fine in our careers and they're terrible in our families or vice versa. The Buddha symbolizes a being who is
0: completely integrated,
2: whose life isn't cut up into little parts or parcels. For whom the threads of awareness and compassion were ever present, whether he was alone, or with others, whether he was teaching, or meditating. He's a historical figure who expressed these teachings in a form that was so powerful, they still exist today more than 2,500 years later. So we take refuge as a way of paying respect and also of recognition that the Buddha accomplished what he accomplished as a human being because of the potential For freedom, for awakening that exists within all of us. And so we are, in effect, taking refuge, we are reminding ourselves of our own potential. We take refuge in the Dharma, which is sometimes translated as the teachings, or the law, or the truth, or the nature of things. It means being willing to see things as they are. To be able to say, Well this is
1: the truth
2: of how things are. We don't have to... Deny, we don't have to pretend. I think this takes on a certain meaning as well as Joseph referred to in doing a practice like Metta. Because it's easy to use it as a kind of tyrannization of ourselves. To have an idea of what loving feelings should be like and to sit here miserably in judgment saying, where's the love? You know, I don't feel any love. Yesterday I thought I might feel a little bit of love, but today I feel no love. I'm sure everybody in this room is feeling boundless, radiant, blissful love, but me. it's possible to do this practice very lightheartedly. ...with a lot of joy and ease and humor. Not to try to force difficult feelings away... ...or to push ourselves into a mold and pretend... ...but just to say that by doing the matter by saying the phrases performing the intention in the mind and the force of intention in the mind is incredibly powerful and that's enough we don't have to Disguise what we're actually feeling try to push it away if it's difficult or try to manufacture forcefully some great wave of blissful love. It's much simpler than that. I've put in countless hours of doing meta in this tortured fashion and I've put in more countless hours doing it just lightly Just saying the phrases, trusting that I'm planting the seed of intention, and that it will bear fruit in its own time. So I know there's a choice. We take refuge in the Dharma to really honor the truth of our experience in the moment. As well as the the lineage, the the fact that these teachings were not made up last night. So we'd have something to do this week. But they really are ancient teachings that have been profound for all these years. And then we take refuge in the Sangha. Which again has a variety of meanings. It means taking refuge in feeling a sense of continuity of belonging with all these beings who have through 2,500 years preserved and practiced and realize these teachings so that what has come down to us is a form that is still quite powerful and true and it also means Recognizing that we could never walk a spiritual path alone. However alone we might feel, we are never alone in that endeavor. And so it's like taking refuge in the community that is formed by beings with the same aspiration. Say all of us sitting here now, that we're doing this together. And then we undertake the five precepts, which are the basis for really living in harmony for expressing compassion and care and kindness while we're here together. The precepts begin with not killing taking a precept to refrain from killing any living being while we're here together, and this includes bugs and such forms of life. Having a willingness to use this time to experience and develop a reverence for all forms of life. To recognize our interconnectedness And so to be careful. To be as careful as we can. Trying not to kill. We undertake a precept to refrain from
0: stealing.
2: Which more literally means. Not. Taking that which has not been offered. To have a certain spirit of contentment of being at ease with what is offered. And respecting one another's privacy. process as we are here together. We take a precept to refrain from any sexual activity for the time that we're here to This opportunity is a time of being alone and actually coming to see the nature of the various forces of desire that may come and go without acting on them. We undertake a precept to refrain from lying, from being dishonest, whether to ourselves or to others. And this, as Joseph said, is amplified by undertaking the guideline of silence silence is very interesting because very often when people come to a retreat for the first time it's the single most Just imagine not speaking for five or six or seven days, but at the end almost invariably people point back to it as perhaps the most How found an enjoyable aspect of the retreat. It's like for once, just to be able to be
0: quiet.
2: You know, not to have to present ourselves as somebody special, not to have to compare our experience with that of others, but just to be with ourselves and to feel our own experience, even in a matter tree, even where we are opening and opening and opening to others, to be able to do this Using the tool of silence. And then lastly we undertake a precept to refrain from taking any intoxicants. That means drugs or alcohol. For the time that we are here. But rather harnessing the natural power and purity of the mind to explore this quality of happiness. Some time ago, I was talking to a friend whose mother had come to the first retreat we taught here for parents. This was when we hadn't been back from Asia for too long. And we thought that since so many of our friends' parents were somewhat hostile to what we were doing, what the children were doing, we thought that it would be interesting to provide a retreat for those very people to try to help them understand and so we did and this this friend's mother was here and uh, we were talking about it the other day, we were talking about how people in that retreat were continually, like, locking their doors and then leaving the room, even though we have no keys. Yeah, and that uh, we have to run around, and, like try to find a master key, you know, open it up, and and all of those things, and um, how interesting it was, you know, for people to come into. Care- where they really could trust one another. They didn't have to carry their belongings with them all the time in case they got stolen. They didn't have to lock their door in case something was taken or they'd be violated in some way. And this is really the spirit of, of these precepts is to create this feeling of, of safety and joy for all of us to be together here. So what I'd like to do is start by doing the refuges and the precepts and then do the very beginning instruction in the meta. You can relax, sit comfortably. What I'll do is say, the refuges three times out loud. And you can just repeat them silently to yourself, feeling what they might mean for you. And then I'll go through the precepts. Take refuge in the Buddha. Take Refuge in the Sangha. In the I take refuge in the I take in Buddha. I
0: take refuge
2: in the Dharma. I take refuge in the Sangha. sought to refrain from killing
0: any living being.
2: I undertake the precept to refrain from sexual
0: activity.
2: The intoxicants. intensive instructions, but we'll do a little bit. Imagine taking all of that energy, which is considerable, and gathering it back in, so that as energy it's available to us, it's like gathering in of concentration and because that energy is
0: huge
2: and is our own, it's not foreign, it's not something we don't have, it's something that we do not have available to us ordinarily because it's flying off all over the place. That's the unification of our being. It's wholeness. It's healing. It's coming together. It's the process of concentration. It's not forceful or dry. It's really, it's returning all of this energy to ourselves. It's very balanced. Sometimes I liken concentration to the act of holding something very Fragile and precious in our hands. If we grab onto it too tightly, it's just going to shatter and break. But if we space out
0: completely,
2: you know, our hand just opens like this, the object will fall off. And shatter and break. We just
0: hold it.
2: We're in touch with it without grabbing it. Without spacing out. It's like cherishing something. It's the act of just holding or cherishing something. Being in touch with it. That's, that's the process of concentration. And the way we do the meta is by choosing certain phrases, these are what we are holding in our hearts. The phrases to begin with are directed toward ourselves. And we gently repeat these phrases again and again each time Knowing what they mean without trying to force anything special, any special feeling or breakthrough. But just like planting a seed in the ground. With each one of those phrases it's forming the intention in the mind. We plant the seed in the ground and then nature will take its own course. Sometimes that seed will bear fruit right away and it's lovely. We have a great feeling. And sometimes it's going to take some time, but that doesn't matter. Our work is just to plant it in the ground. By holding that phrase, by saying that phrase, being connected to it. Traditionally, there are four phrases that are used, and one of the great things about metta practice is that it is tremendously flexible. There's a lot of room for really carving out your own path with so often what we suggest is really just the beginning of the process, it's a taking off point. You can use these four phrases, you can use some of them, you can alter them a lot you can change them completely, it's really up to you, but the phrases that you choose should be very personally meaningful to you, in terms of what you wish for yourself and also in terms of what you might wish for others as we go on. There should be something that is enduring, you know, not just something you wish for tonight. But deeply, deeply And wish for yourself giving yourself this gift. The traditional phrases are May I be free of danger. May be free from danger. Danger meaning. The inner danger that we experience when we are lost in certain mind states, tremendous pain and suffering, and outer danger in a more conventional or obvious sense, May I be free from danger. Some people don't like that phrase. They would rather phrase it in the positive. May I live in safety. So that is also an option for you. As I learned it in as is completely in my brain is may I free from danger so that's, that's just how I say it um, may I have mental happiness may there be peace, ease, spaciousness, joy, anything we associate with mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May there not be great pain. in the body then may I live with ease may I have ease of well-being which is somewhat more traditional which means To begin with in the things of day-to-day life. Family, relationships, livelihood. May it go with ease. May it not be a terrible struggle. And then deeper and deeper sense of ease. What does it mean to move through a day easily, with ease, with grace? May I be free from danger? May I have mental happiness? May I have physical happiness? May I have ease of well-being. So I said, you can use these four. You can change them completely. Use three or four phrases of your own. And develop a nice rhythm. However you phrase them, however you use these intentions, it should be pleasing to the mind as you say them, so that they flow in some way for you. And this will take some time, you know, you may not feel perfectly satisfied tonight, that you've hit upon just the right set of phrases, and that's okay. It's just an exploration. Sit comfortably, relax, Think of whatever phrases are most meaningful to you in terms of what you wish for yourself. And then begin to repeat these phrases. May I be free from danger. May I have mental happiness. May I have physical happiness. May I have ease of well-being. Whatever phrases you choose. You can say them slowly. Say them from the heart. So it doesn't sound. Doesn't feel like a pounding insistence in the head. Say them not rapid fire but quickly enough so that you stay
0: connected
2: if you find your attention wandering it's Perfectly natural. You don't need to judge that. Simply see if you can return to the phrases, get back in touch with them and what
0: they mean.
2: of the practice is being able to begin again and begin again and begin again. Your mind will wander or you'll feel your attention drift. Lots of times it doesn't matter.
0: Just come back.